Hey, I'm Tracy Manoknuku, the founder of Sexy Aging, a suite of online resources to support women through midlife, including the menopause transition. And I'm your host for the Sexy Aging podcast, where I have the honor of speaking to incredible humans and experts in the field of midlife health, longevity, mindfulness, business, all the things really, with a healthy dose of menopause facts. There's no BS here. If you're interested in checking out my other services, which include a menopause management online course, workshops, coach calls, my book, and blog posts, then go to www.sexyaging.com. The podcast is also hosted there. Let's go. Claire McCulloch and I were friends and work colleagues in Malaysia. Claire moved to Dubai and proceeded to start training for triathlons in her 40s. Within five years, Claire is chosen for Team Great Britain Masters Woman and starts racing internationally. Truly inspiring. In this interview, Claire and I discuss the challenges with training for the Ironman 70.3 events and triathlon in your mid-40s and the early signs of perimenopause as an athlete. We met in real life in Malaysia, and this is why I'm absolutely thrilled that you've come on as a guest for Sexy Aging Podcast. I've had you on my list for like a year, and probably actually got in touch with you about a year ago. (laughs) I know, I know, I have been terrible, yeah. No, no, I think it's just things ebb and flow, and in your situation, you know, we're going to hear your story, but um, you've been between countries and obviously incredibly busy um, as a professional athlete. (laughs) Um, So, um, Claire and I, for the listeners, um, yes, welcome to Sexy Aging, Claire, you are sexy, and you represent health and wellness beautifully for women in midlife. Um, but where we met was in Kuala Lumpur. We were both expatriates there. Um, you were, from what I remember, a kick-ass runner. And you're all about running. And you would run into our fitness clubs. Uh, they were called Firefit Fire Station at the time. And um, join us for some workouts. And you just brought this incredible glow and energy into the club and then it's like I know a good person when I see one to be a great trader so um, just your energy and everything that you had and um, we bonded over spin workouts Um, so you were one of the very first OG ride instructors for fire Um, your classes blew up they were hot. <laughs> I'm using all the puns now. And um, we bonded so much over music, right? Because one of the yeah, factors that we believe that makes a great ride class or spin workout yeah. is it's all about the music. I mean, of course, the instructor and the way you build a community is like vital, but you've got to have that thumping beat that drives the energy and then you layer your energy on top. And so we just had the best time. Yeah, yeah. Did, did, and you're did, still did. teaching spin classes today. I'm so happy to see that. <laughs> yeah, honestly, honestly. So no, I mean, uh, thank you. That's where you know, lovely words as always, Tracy. Um, but honestly, I, it is it is you are who I need to thank and continually thank on a daily basis for helping me. Um, not even helping me, but presenting this amazing opportunity. So obviously, my background was I was a Market, obviously first from university went to a law firm and then I was a marketeer for many years um had a great marketing career 
you're absolutely right running has always been my passion you know that was always been my go-to even as a I've always enjoyed sport always been very enjoyed sport at school um being part of the teams you know it's sort of hockey or netball whatever but I always enjoyed running and got into it in my teen years actually late teens I'd say um and was always my go-to so um, and just, I did a couple of marathons, you know, but nothing like I did. T- I took part, you know, mm. I really enjoyed it. Um, and then obviously the move to Malaysia, um, I had to give up my marketing to career because we moved as a family. Um, and um, we've actually moved to the Czech Republic first. So we did three years in the Czech Republic, which was amazing. Um, and then obviously moved on to KL. And then this, yeah, this amazing, I mean, Fire Station was my, you guys had just opened and that was an absolute life savior for me. I just moved. I was really missing a community and yeah, I walked in the door and just felt so at home. And then this, we then connected and yeah, it was just amazing. So I still, I still feel that the fire station sits up there for me. You know, it's just, yeah, very, very, very special place and will always be. And then and, and the wonderful people that I met along the way. Yeah, um, it was know, just a party vibe as well, right? Oh, so party on the bike, party in the studio. Oh, now let's party outside. <laughs> it was so good. I know. Yeah, I know it was. It was. Yeah, no, it was. And just the actually, yeah, just the, this, the setup of the studio. But as you say, Connecting over music is massive. You and I have very, very similar taste. Um, and uh, <laughs> douche, douche, and douche, douche, douche. In case, yeah, in case people are thinking, what, what kind of music do they like? Yes, anything with no, a I know. heavy beat, slightly on the techno EDM side, <laughs> but yeah. a house. And, Absolutely. Um, yeah. I'm massively, getting, massively into my drum and bass as well. I mean, yeah. that this is literally, oh, oh my God. Yeah, I mean, literally could do a whole class just to hand me out some drum and bass, but... Um, I just can't be loud enough you know literally can't <laughs> can't have it loud enough uh, I yeah. wholeheartedly agree and so now you are from what I understand you're living between two countries right yes yes okay so, so it, Dubai and the UK how's yes, that working so, out <laughs> so it I have to say it's um I'd say now more UK. Um, um, so yeah, it was obviously COVID. So I've got two teenage boys um, who are 18, well, nearly about to turn 18 and 16. Um, and actually it was when we were in Dubai that my eldest when he was 13 sort of said, look, you know, how long are we going to be here for? Can I get through my GCSEs? And actually we weren't sure how long we we're going to be there for. So he came back to the UK to a boarding school. So um at the time you know so my husband was traveling um he always has a travel job so I had to stay in Dubai with the youngest so I started this sort of a little bit of toing and froing um back then and then actually my youngest said well actually when he turned 13 I want to head back too I think they've traveled the world they've been very lucky we've had an amazing time but they wanted to have some understand where their roots were and they mm. wanted to understand sort of where they came from really and and, and build on I, I really respect that so and that was at the beginning of COVID. So I sort of came back here thinking I'd settle my youngest into school and then to and fro and then COVID hit and we got locked down. Um, so to, I have been to and froing um, as soon as we sort of started to be allowed to travel again, but um, I definitely spend more of my time in the UK now and get out to buy, you know, as much as I can. I had amazing community of people out there. Um, 
so yeah it's 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 a very special place um and 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 just a training playground for um triathlon and all that kind of stuff so yeah that brings us on to the big thing that we want to talk about so in the time that you've moved away from Malaysia you've gone really wholeheartedly into triathlon and Ironman as well Iron Woman yeah. in this case in actual fact Claire freaking Claire you are now part of Team GB as a Masters athlete like how incredible is that right oh yeah well uh, yeah I didn't I didn't see that coming uh, I have to say a few uh, years back <laughs> we might um, have <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah um yeah it was do you know what it's one of those things so um I sort of dabbled a little you know when I was in Malaysia I obviously loved my cycling and and stuff in Malaysia and did I think I did a couple of duathlons and stuff um but really when I moved to Dubai um one of the gyms that I worked at actually was quite a, uh, was a big element of the gym that was into triathlon. And one of the guys working there said, I think you should have a go at triathlon. And I was like, no, you know, running, just don't worry. It's, it's running, spinning, all, all the other, you know, workout, you know, I was teaching TRX and this, that and the other. And he's just like, no, I, I think you should give, just give me three months, have a go. So I entered a few races and seemed to work out quite well. <laughs> uh, you You won. You know, podium finish every single time. Yeah, I love it. Um, I just love it. It just lights me up to see that oh. you just went for it and um, how well you're doing. You, it's just so inspirational the story because it's quite a late start for triathlon. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, you carry on because um, it's awesome. No, it, well, it was as you say. It was sort of um, probably kicked off you know, in my forties. Um, so yeah, no. So we obviously then that moved on to then, and I immediately just jumped straight into doing Ironman um, seventy point threes, which I just yeah. So I've done six of those to date. Um, four I actually did. Four did. I did four in one year actually. Um, I've just just looking back. Um, so just loved it, you know. Just yeah, it's a real challenge, and actually I just it's transitioning out of. I think the major change was you know, back when I used to run or do half marathons or marathons back in my, say, 20s or even 30s, it was more case I, I was taking part. I, I was take, I was pushing myself, but not to the kind of level that I started to push myself, you know, and literally you get into a whole different uh, mindset and, and pain space, really. I mean, it's literally yeah. just, you know, it's, 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 it's all you know it's not going to be pretty from the beginning to the end and it's yeah. accepting that it's going to be it's going to hurt the whole way and it's just got to go with it so um but yeah so as you, I'm sorry to answer your question about the team GB thing so it's like it just it's all you know I did some Ironman and then actually with the someone said to me actually if you're going to head back to the UK and spend more time there you should really try and get into team GB um because you have to do the qualification races here in the UK um, so last year I set myself a goal quietly, very quietly to myself. I'm going to have a crack at this. So I rocked up to a couple of qualification races um, and they seem to go okay. <laughs> um, so I managed to get qualified for four races this year for Team GB, which is great. So um, over a whole different range of distances. So that's been amazing. And I've traveled all over the world um, yeah. this year so far. So it's just so cool. I think the the big message here is that um, for women 
in your 40s and beyond, it's like that nothing's really off the table. I think you just set the goals that are meaningful to you. And whether it's a triathlon Ironman or to do some other kind of event, it doesn't have to be at that level. I think it's really just going, you know, this is my body. It can move and and it lights me up in this way. So I'm going to yeah. set the goal here and see and just see where it goes. I think we're also in that mindset of being accepting of the wins yeah. and the losses a lot better, right? I think you've absolutely hit the nail on the head. I'd say that's probably been my motto of show up and see what happens. I literally just have that whenever I have any nerves about a race or anything, um, I just say, show up, see what happens. Because it's, and it's it's just, and, and actually that's a great, I try and, for anything in life, isn't it really? Just, you know, show up and see what happens. Don't try and predict what could or couldn't happen or who else is there or what anyone else is doing. Forget everyone else. Just, there's something that you want to have a crack at. Give it a go. And, you know, you're never going to regret trying something, right? Um, and ultimately, it leads to learnings or a really exciting journey or you know, there are so many benefits from it. So I, yeah, I absolutely agree. If this, just get out there and give it a shot and just grab any opportunity, I think too, that comes your way. Um, I think it's, it's a juggle for, for, you know, we're juggling, we're all juggling a lot, aren't we? Um, yeah. So it's, you know, we're all juggling a lot of balls in the air um, and there's often a lot of easy ways you can find, oh no, I can't do this, I can't do that, but just do it, just, just do it. Get out the door and do it. Yeah. No, I mean, I love it. I love your messages. And you mentioned the word challenges and balls in the air. So this is actually one of the things when, you know, you've got the triathletes that don't have dependents, right? Um, They are self-focused. They're just getting started. They're probably top of their game. And all they have to think about is themselves and getting themselves training, eating, sleeping, um, physio. uh, And they can just line out their whole day for themselves now you have two boys you have a husband who travels and like and yet you're still performing on the world stage at the level that you are um are there other than those challenges that I've highlighted the fact that you have other dependents so you're not solely focused on your own training what other kinds of challenges exist for sort of someone at the elite athlete level when you're in your 40s as a woman um so I think obviously so you've mentioned time and juggling and um I think you know exactly one of the main reasons we're here to discuss is the change in our bodies you know and uh the change in um i mean there's a it's really interesting that some of the strongest age groups for women are the 40 plus because i think there's we've been through a lot of shit let's face it you know whatever it is you know and we have a sense of um hardiness resilience um wisdom um we've had setbacks, we've had knockbacks, we've had to get up, all of that kind of stuff. And there's something about, especially with an endurance sport, so specifically I'm talking about that, you know, that you sort of need, you know, you need to grit your teeth and dig in. So it's a very, it's a very, very competitive field um, in the the 40 plus women actually. Um, But yeah, I mean, with that is, is, is that we change, right? You know, you change and, and the change in hormones. So I mean, if you want us, we can, I don't know if, if you want me to dive into. Yeah, let's go. So, um, it's, um, 
you know, for, for me, I was, you know, I'm still got very regular periods. Uh, I, you know, I don't, I'm I not, I haven't noticed any sort of changes like that, but I definitely massively have noticed, I'd say in the last sort of six months or a year, um, just, yeah, my, just feeling very, uh, feeling more fatigued um, and just not some, some, some sessions are just like, yeah, I'm pushing really, I feel like I'm pushing really hard and I just, that, that, that speed's just not coming or that power's just not coming or something's just not right. And then I feel absolutely exhausted more, you know, so, and I think that's the thing, as you say, for someone when it's just their life and they can train and then recover or sleep or whatever, but when you're juggling everything, when normal life goes on and you're still working and blah, 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 you know, you haven't got that time to rest and recover, but I've realized how important it is to try and create that as much as you can. Um, but no, I think um, there has been, you know, there is a change. There's a change in, in uh, definitely a change in hormones for me. I think I'm in the very early stages, probably of perimenopause. Yeah. Um, and thank goodness it's being talked about because as you say, you know, everything for me is still regular. There's no real change. But for me, I, I, I had, I've recently found out that I was anemic for about, for months. I've been walking around anemic for about six months and doctors, I don't really know, they were saying, I don't know how the heck you've been walking around. So I was hugely iron deficient, but also I'm understanding as well that dropping estrogen levels hugely, yeah. hugely affect yeah. iron levels. Mm. Um, so for you know, I was, I was, yeah. So I've, I've yeah, it was. Um, I've had to, you know, make a few changes there to try and help, really help that. Um, yeah. So I feel like I'm at the beginning of beginning of that journey, but massively noticed it. And obviously, as a month chatting amongst other athletes, it's a very big topic topic of conversation. Hey, I've got something to share with you here. I wasn't to know that my daily runs, HIIT workouts and multiple spin classes were contributing to sore joints, muscle aches and fatigue during perimenopause. Hell, I didn't even know what perimenopause was. But once I'd worked it out, I also discovered that my training regime was no longer serving me. I was exhausted, losing muscle and I felt really demotivated. I also saw many women around me in the same predicament. Weight gain is a real issue during perimenopause when estrogen and progesterone declines and cortisol and inflammation increases. I discovered that I was doing it all wrong and became fixated on helping my body to recover and feel the best I possibly could in midlife, in menopause and for the rest of my life. I began to search for fitness and lifestyle specific programs and apps for women like me. I enjoy moving my body, but I don't want to feel wrecked after a workout. I love to eat healthy and I don't want to starve myself because I've suddenly started to gain weight. I became passionate to learn all I could to support other women in the menopause transition with evidence-based content on movement, fitness, nutrition, stress management, sleep, rest, recovery, joy, and with a community. And so I made a program and set it into an app so you can access all of this content in one place. I don't want for you to have to download multiple health, fitness, yoga, and menopause apps if you can connect with the Sexy Aging community in the Sexy Aging Fitness and Lifestyle app. If this sounds like something you'd like to try, then sign up for the first week free trial going live on World Menopause Day, October 18th. The link is in the show notes. I think you're going to love it. Let's get back to the show.
Oh, great. Uh, okay, so I want to know. I want to yeah. know all the deets. So, um, because you know, I've said this a few times on podcast episodes, but when I was working at Fire and teaching a lot of classes and training trainers and doing all the things, obviously starting a business is like stressful enough. I didn't know yeah. that I was in perimenopause. Yeah. Um, I'd never heard of yeah. the word. I thought that menopause yeah. women were like mid fifties, even like way oh. older than me today. I, so my understanding yeah. had, I had no understanding, no education and no one to talk to. So I wouldn't look around yeah. me and go, Oh, is anyone else feeling like this? Is anyone else feeling as massively exhausted as I am? I can't yeah. remember what that person's name is. I've met them five times before. And now I'm going to stand up and take a training session. I'm absolutely petrified. Yes. So these things were happening for me when we knew each other in Malaysia and I had never heard of the word. So yeah. when you say that women are now talking about it and comparing notes, it just lights me up. And I yeah. feel like mic drop, our work here is done. <laughs> yeah. You know, but no, um, so I'm curious, like what what is the discussion between athletes in their mid forties and beyond? It's really interesting. I would still say it's um, not still, but um, you can see people, are, there's a, a little bit um, hesitant sometimes to talk about it. Yeah. Also, it's difficult, I think, certainly in a race situation, um, it's not normally until, yeah, I mean, it's just, there's a lot going on, um, but it just, it's amazing. As soon as you, someone opens the door a little bit, there's a whole conversation that goes on. So, um, and I just think, I think what's very obvious to everyone is it's so personal and it's so, it's so difficult to gauge, isn't it? And, and you feel like you're on this roller coaster and, and you talk about, um, you know, this sort of, um, you know, there's, you know, suddenly forgetting and, you know, it's this suddenly going, and, and like, just, you know, it is the word brain frog. You're like, what is wrong with me? You know, seriously. Um, but no, people do talk about it. And I think actually accepting that um, you, I think exactly there's this, that you're not having to be, it can, it hits us at any age and stage and talking about it and being aware of it is absolutely the game changer. Yeah. Um, because, you know, as you say for you, that must've been, it must have been really difficult and very lonely um, because you just, you know, there's a massive change in yourself. To me, who've only just met you, I didn't see any of that. Obviously, yeah. of course, you did yeah. an absolutely fantastic job of, of, of masking all of those feelings. Um, but that's often the case, isn't it? You know, so um, no, women are very much talking about it. Women are being are very much um, starting to take HRT. And I wouldn't say there's this, you know, I think it's still early, early days of, you know, I think it takes a while to identify what's going on and then make some changes to then feel, to, to feel the difference. Um, but I think, as you say, you know, massively the importance of, as an endurance athlete, the difficulty is the training is long, long hours, which for those hormonal changes actually, you know, can be exhausting because actually, you know, we all know the benefits of actually doing a couple of hit sessions or a couple of, you know, the benefit is hit and strength or whatever it is, yeah. but not overdoing it, but trying to balance <laughs> that with long, you know, three or four hour rides and then you get off your bike and then you've got to go for an hour and a half run. You know, it's a five, you know, when you're training for, a, you know, an Ironman and a half Ironman, you're often doing it like a training block, which is four or five hours long bang like that and you are going to have you are you are going to have a, a knock-on effect um but I think it's accepting that you will still fatigue but not panicking so it's a 
Um, and that's what I found difficult is going, am I just knackered from the training set I've just done or is there something else going on? And I think that's why there's a little bit of a gray area, um, which I think, um, but I definitely know that, um, you know, there are there is a, a movement towards women athletes accepting that they do need to address the issue um, and talking about it much more openly um, yeah. and just getting access to that access to their help um, but I think talking is is fundamental because every case is different yeah you know so you're, step you're one a, talking about it and you know obviously this is where the podcast started <laughs> I just wanted okay. someone to talk to and I wanted to learn totally. about what was happening and be able to share that conversation I asked the questions that probably other women are thinking and I don't have the answers I'm learning on the job you know so but I've learned uh, a lot and um, what I've also learned is in the UK there is a lot of conversation around menopause and supporting women um, across the workplace and giving them access to education information both lifestyle and medical so it's really ramping up in the UK. New Zealand's kind of following along. Um, yeah. But um, I think, you know, you're in the nirvana for menopause support <laughs> right now. Yeah, no, yeah. it's amazing. It yeah. is. Yeah. Um, so as far as athletes and so one of the things I noticed, it's, it's that HRT versus life, healthy lifestyle things. And I found... Yeah. You know, I always have the foundations of a healthy lifestyle first, as you would, Claire. So you know that um, that moving is essential. That great nutrition for fuel is is important. We can't, we literally can't function without those two. Yeah. Sleep, rest, recovery, like really paying attention to how your body's feeling now versus being able to smash it out day after day after day. Um, getting you know high performance out of maybe backing up sometimes, but also. Um, stress management and um, yeah. talking our own community right so those for me are the pillars of managing menopause symptoms but even with those pillars being the foundation I had to tap into HRT I, actually I don't even want to say I had to I yeah, no, exactly. I explored because I'm making it sound yeah. like oh I couldn't cut it because I couldn't do it naturally I'm just like oh hey what is this thing and is it going to work for me? So I always see, see things as, well, why don't I just give it a shot and let's see what happens. There are Absolutely. definitely things that I can't live every day with because I'm only 50. <laughs> you know, I was thinking yeah. that two years ago. And those things were um, brain fog, sore joints and demotivation, like no motivation to do very much, which is so crazy yeah. for me. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I explored HRT, spoke to the experts, which were actually in the UK and um, managed to sort it out for myself. So I've been on HRT maybe just over a year now. Um, okay. how, how is the conversation for um, fitness people and athletes in the UK? Like, do you are you hearing that as well? Are people recommending, hey, why don't you try it? It could be a game changer for you. Where, where do you? Yeah, I that? think. Um, yeah, I think it's absolutely, there's, there's an absolute open dialogue. People saying exactly like you've said, you know, I felt like this and I've tried this and it's made a difference, you know? So I think there's a hundred percent agree. I think if you're into, you know, um, you, uh, you know, there's lifestyle things you can do, which we're all trying our best to do. Um, but then sometimes it needs another kit and then, and it's, it's, it's a fact, right? So if there's a, if there's a change in a drop in, 
you know, estrogen or whatever. It's, it's nothing to be, it's nothing to be ashamed of. It's a fact, you know, it's what's going on and actually helping top it up or whatever um, through gels or it, it, it is gonna, it's gonna help. Um, so no, I think you know, absolutely, you, you said in the UK, it's very talked about and um, which is just amazing. Um, so people are very much, a, a, you know, in the racing community or saying, yeah, I've tried this. Have you tried that? Or have you thought about doing this? And I still think it, I think it just still goes back to a little bit of um, trying to find the balance between, am I just really tired from the, 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 the actual training or is there a, a change? And, and, and I think that's where um, you just have to go, well, let's try it. And if I feel I'm a little bit back to my old self again, then um and as you say there are so many symptoms to look out for and it's like yeah I mean it's sort of you know seeing absolute rage you know and that absolute rage um or just something you're just not feeling yourself um but yeah I, I would I'm I'm really encouraged that it's absolutely on the table yeah um and, and being talked about and and nothing to be um you know nothing to hide or, or feel hide. like you've got to yeah not, or nothing or nothing to feel like or, or actually just it's not something that you you do I think as you say it's not something just beyond your 50s um you know it can affect people and and you know much much earlier um but they which is sort of as you said before we all had these learnings about it we just felt like no it can't be that can't be that. I'm too young um mm. but those changes do happen at any stage frankly yeah, so I've, you know, since learned that you can start perimenopause um, from your 30s and some yeah. women may experience it even earlier. So the fact that we kind of hit our 40s and had those 40th birthday parties and like, yeah, this is awesome. I'm looking and feeling my best. You get it, you know, a typical woman will get, or the average age of entering perimenopause is 47 which I was like bang on 47 when retrospect yeah. when I think back yeah. when the symptoms yeah. first started but I, I think that um, a lot of women that I'm meeting and talking to now it's a lot sooner they're becoming more aware so one yeah. of the very first symptoms will be um, your periods becoming heavier longer and more painful um, even yeah. if you're still regular and then the second symptom and we're highlighting it this week in New Zealand under um, mental health awareness week is actually anxiety so yeah. that's one of the top symptoms that a woman might go to their gp or their um, health care provider they'll go and they'll say something without understanding it's a perimenopause symptom i'm just not feeling myself i feel mildly depressed and anxious and i think that should raise a red flag to a doctor if the woman is mid 40s periods yeah. a little bit erratic and they go okay well here we go is what you need to know and I just think it actually lightens the load instead of you okay. feeling like I I'm I'm depressed and I'm going crazy because that's the yeah. most common feedback that doctors hear I know yeah yeah which is yeah, really 100%. freaking sad right <laughs> no I know I know I know it is and and you know and it's sometimes you know it's and you feel like, you know, it, you sometimes feel like you're going mad. Um, but it's interesting what you um, highlighted there about the um, change. So I'm 46, but that is that so the change, the heavy periods and the painful periods were the, the one of the major symptoms for me. Um, yeah. And actually, we've then found out that's probably one of the reasons. Well, one, you're yeah, one of the main reasons. Deficient. So anemic. Yeah. So I was just, yeah. I was literally such 
such heavy periods. Yeah. Um, so um, we've um, I'm trying the marina coil now to try and deal with that. Um, so uh, you know there is definitely a huge link that again it's taken me nearly a year or six months to try and work all of these things out. But um, that was that was the first thing that I've noticed. Yeah. Hey, that's um, awesome, Claire, because the Mirena should help to stabilize, but also it's going to give you a nice slow dose of progesterone, which is that exactly. hormone that makes you feel kind of nice and relaxed. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Help with your totally. sleep a little bit. But yeah. yeah, so once your estrogen does the roller coaster, that's when you'll know. <laughs> yeah. That, okay, no, this exactly. is perimenopause. And, and the cool thing is that you know way more than I ever did at that yeah. point. So and now we don't have to worry or have fear because there's fear in the unknown. There's there's empowerment and education, right? Yeah, no, absolutely. There really is. And I just think it's um it's a it's a game changer, you know, it really, it really, really is. Um so yeah, no, I, and 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 I was definitely speaking to um you know, friends or my sister or, you know, conversations that they were like, actually, I think you should just go and have a conversation and get it checked out. And I think it was just all the huge iron deficiencies and stuff that suddenly were like, hang about, something's going on here. So yeah, I feel like I'm, I'm getting on top of it, literally just you know, in the last um, couple of months, which is great. Yeah. Hey, Claire, to wrap up the conversation, it's just been so good. Um, you have some races coming up. We'd like to hear, you know, what what have you got planned when do you come to New Zealand because <laughs> oh, I sent you oh those photos God. of Lake Taupo um you know that you were supposed to come to New Zealand for the Ironman it got cancelled because it was COVID and now I'm like every time I drive past Taupo um which is on the way to see my daughter who's at boarding school as well um I drive past I always think of you <laughs> oh honestly so that was yeah so that was the Ironman World Champs that was due to be in, in Taupo a couple of years ago um I was so excited about that everyone was like it was you know really excited about that so that moved um so um so that's the so that was the world championships a couple of years ago they moved it to St George Utah St George last year um so I managed to qualify again um moved it to there all fully trained up um all ready to go and then I couldn't fly from the UK and they weren't allowing people to fly from there um, so they've moved it. Um, it the, actually, I competed in Dubai 70.3 Ironman this year and qualified and actually happens to be there again. So the plan is yeah. to try, it is, it obviously that's in end of October. Um, I've also got another world, Ironman World Championships in Finland, Finland next year. So those are the Ironman stuff and I'll probably do different races um, in between. Um, and I've got another, um, so I've done three races for Team GB this year, and I've got one more left, uh, which is in the end of November, which is the World Championships uh, finals, actually, in Abu Dhabi. So that'll Your be- Your home, home ground, Dubai. really, isn't it? Yeah, it's yeah. literally, I'm so excited. It's gonna be, like, it's gonna, it's really great. Um, so um, I'm popping out to Dubai in October uh, with the boys. That'd be good to see, you know, it's because actually just getting used to the heat again, um, yeah. you know, constantly nipping out. But so I've got a couple more races still to go this year. Um, and I also, and I've already qualified for four uh, races next year. So I've got my Team GB slots for next year and my Ironman World Champs. So it's a really nice feeling when you've, you've grafted away over the, some particularly in the sort of middle of the year um and then you can say right got my slots now I just obviously need to keep that training going need to keep 
keep well and all that kind of stuff but that's a night nice, I feel like I've got a nice feeling at the moment it's got I've got a nice year ahead and obviously in between those races next year I need to race to qualify for the year after but you know that's a choice you know that's uh you know you can see how things go at that stage so yeah amazing. Um, I, just, I, just, I just feel very grateful that um my body's able to do it I'm able to do it and I, I think my my biggest thing I would say my biggest is just um get out there and just try anything and and you know live every day like it's your last grab every opportunity that comes your way um and there are definitely days when you feel like you know balls to the whole lot of it I'm gonna sit in the cupboard and eat chocolate all day but you know it's just like it but you know right it is then it's riding those moments out and knowing that you're not alone having those moments and uh just yeah get out there and it's what's just amazing that we have these great communities and great friends and wonderful women um that we can all support each other so yeah I love it so much I I will look forward to hearing that they will have an Ironman in Topo and I'll be on at you to get here whether whether it's on your training list or not I'm like come on babe you've got to do this it's so amazing there <laughs> honestly you know? the, 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 the irony was I literally went so the few months before it was due to happen um I went down I was down there on a family trip we did an amazing trip all around New Zealand and so I stood on the on the edge of the lake looking out I saw the bike course saw the run course it's the most perfect location it's the one that everyone is desperate to get located back there again so yeah. there's a, I think there's a big campaign to try and get them to get to host again because it's it was a, well it's a beautiful country I spent I've spent a long time in New Zealand I absolutely adore that place um, and I just think it would be a wonderful I even had my accommodation book we'd all yeah. booked our house with everything so we will get there definitely yeah, yeah. I'll be there I'll be at the finish line with uh, champagne right. and um... absolutely <laughs> many bottles of champagne plenty, yes plenty yeah maybe some yeah. white sauvignon blanc from new zealand because we both really enjoyed that so <laughs> yeah and still do and still do say, yeah. Uh, yeah. and still do my yeah. goodness me yes yeah. that's another thing we bonded over <laughs> and books <laughs> yeah true yes enjoyed this episode as much as I did catching up with my guest. If you are enjoying the podcast, don't forget to subscribe and share with your friends and feel free to rate and review too. For the book, online course, blog, workshops and coach calls, subscribe to www.sexyaging.com. That's aging with an E.